great to be here. I came to the first one and I've been to all the other six. <laughs> For those who don't know, Radio Hotmap, thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Diabolical uh, um, uh, technical goodies. Radio Hotmap. Hot, 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 Japanese Kewpie mayonnaise, of which another Ute racer, perhaps a champion Ute racer, outgoing, perhaps not, one too many drinks in Positano, um, loves the Kewpie mayonnaise and a bit of uh, horseradish, horseradish, which you objected to, JP. No, I didn't object to it, I just thought it was a bit heavy-handed <laughs> in the horseradish department, a bit overpowering. So. Oh yeah, so the uh, my brother went down to uh, Harvey uh, the other day. When was it? Yeah, he went down to Harvey Norman, and he walks in with his missus, and she's a um, she's a lovely character. And uh, they walk in, and they wanted one of those iMac computers, you know. And they're sitting there and looked around, and you know, they said, right, we wanted one of these for ages. Let's buy one. So go up to the counter. Yeah, this is what we want. Blah blah blah. blah. And uh, guy goes, yeah, packages it up. Whatever it was, three grand or four grand or whatever they are. Quite expensive. Four grand would be, you know, be a VTO. No, no, three grand. Three. Three. Three grand. It'd be the big. Be 27-inch, yeah. The kids and everything like that. So, yep. Yeah. Go down, pay for it, drive out the door, put it in the back of their car, they drive home, pull it out. Kids are going crazy. How good is this? Pete doesn't really know much about computers, so Brooke, his, uh, um, his wife, starts uh, looking, uh, looking at it, hooks it up, and she goes to plug the power cord in the back. And she notices some damage around where the power cord is. And that you couldn't um, plug it in, and uh, she it's goes, hard because it's got a, a, a yeah, it's an angle, angle yeah, shape. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure that how it all worked out, but there was something to do with they could get power up on it. So she immediately, within half an hour, puts it back in the case, drives down to Harvey Norman, goes oh. to the guys, goes to the guy, and goes, oh, this has happened, this has happened, and uh, can't get power into it, and blah 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 blah. Um, yeah, I was just wondering if we could replace it. Oh, no, no. Um, what we're going to have to do is this is going to have to go away to uh, our repair station. It's probably going to be four to six weeks. <laughs> Get that, out of here. For are, a brand new product. so fucked. You never, go any, you never do anything. So, um, Brooke, who is, uh, can stand on her own two feet, said, uh, no, I bought this within two hours. I've taken it home to my house and it hasn't worked. I want a replacement. And they're like, oh, sorry, this is how it works. So that's how back to the repair shop. She said, this yeah. is how it's going to work. You're going to get me another unit, and I'm going to give you this one back, and you're going to sort that out with uh, with uh, with uh, iMac or whoever makes it, Apple or whatever it is. Mm. And I'm going to walk away, and everyone's going to be happy. And they had a standoff for 45 minutes in the middle of the store. And in the end, uh, yeah, they walked out with a brand new iMac and went home, and everything was just they, they suck so bad. And look, you know, let this be a lesson to your viewers. Not to the viewers at this point. 
right. Even listeners? That, that's right. No, they're not. But, no, no, definitely not. This is preamble. This is a preamble. You buy it from a reputable outfit like like JP. Like Max and Nord. That's it. Which must mean that the preamble is over. Come to an end. Exactly. Finished. And while the sound of crunching is going on the left-hand side of me, my good ear, the mystery guest, guest. it's time to say g'day viewers and welcome to Radio Hot Lab episode 257, Chatswood to Balmoral. Right. Bus numbers. I don't know. Sydney bus bus numbers. numbers. It's 257. Absolutely. This evening, Radio Hot Lab will possibly... There is a very small chance of it taking a light-hearted look at the world of motor racing. Cool emerging technologies, gadgets and barbecues. In fact, we've already had some technology. We have. And insights to buying. And uh, mystery guest, who will be revealed later in the show. You'll have to work it out. Um, Geez, uh, that's great. Great warning stuff, isn't it? Great consumer affairs. You like the Alan Jones of Apple buying, aren't you? <laughs> Nearly. Um, besides my iPhone, that's as far as I go with uh, with Apple. But uh, it was a bloody good story. Well, it was. Hmm. <laughs> we rude. might have to hire your brother's wife for situations like that where there's mm. considerable Problems. angst involved. Oh yeah, she. Um, I don't think she was ever going to. I don't think I would have questioned that she was ever going to walk out of there without a brand new iMac under her. Um, but it, well. it's a very poor experience, is it not? It is, and, yeah. I, and as I understand and it, that reflects Jerry badly on the be, Apple. Jerry Harvey should be... Oh, uh, yeah. The Apple component, too. Well, he sold the brand off such that everybody, every little division, the fridge division or the you know the tennis court division or the TV <laughs> division, are all entity, different business entities. But, you know, hello, we've got to send it away. Yeah. Purchased no. within, return within an hour of purchase. Yeah, and obviously had been tampered with. Mm. Right. Mm. Which is yeah. just not what was that store? Uh, it was in on the New South Wales south coast in a lovely city called Warrawong. Warrawong, beware of that, viewers. Warrawong, Harvey Norman, very naughty. Vultures. Let's see. Naughty people. Can't be buying a, a Mac very, from there. Very naughty people. Mm. Uh, dear. Well, good day, viewers. Good day, JP. Good day, mystery guest. And and Rusty Sausage has been squeaking a little. Snapping earlier. We're here in Adelaide tonight. It's a Thursday night. Chilly, little chilly. A beer's going down. And in fact, it's it's important to say, mystery guest, what are you having to to drink tonight? That's right. We always have to have. It's a it's a it's a green bottle. Um, It's a um, a beverage I may have had too many of and. The eve of the grand final hotel, uh, grand final, um, <laughs> um, hence why I can't remember much of the grand final. Um, uh, yeah, it happened to be a, uh, a Strongbow, sweet dry draft, get into it, anyway you can. A good little cider. Yeah. Is that uh, a brand that uh, you're involved with in any way, or is it just pure interest? In Family food? orientated, yes. Ah, uh, yes, I mean, it, 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 and we'll give a few clues. You may have a bit of an insight with this too. A, a few clues, viewers, and, and you know, yeah. by, the, by your time, you know, at the end of the show, you might be able to work out who we're talking about, but... Uh, I'm the, sure uh, when we start talking motorsport. Mm. No, 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 we would be very cryptic. Oh, yeah. We'd be very cryptic. When have we but, been uh, that? as a small child, 
you, um, you, you first sipped one of those, I believe, in the back of a Citroen DS23. May, may have, yes. Uh, yes, may have done uh, that. Uh, I've done a lot of other things in the back of a DS23, but um, we won't go into that. But uh, yeah, sipped a couple of bevies. Uh, may or may not have been uh, Strongbows, but um, yeah, it's my drink of choice and I'm sticking with it. It does do weird things to the old, no- uh, to the old brainwaves, but, uh, but you, you do get that. But the, uh, the DS23 is quite a, a pleasant vehicle. I, I mean, and not for the reasons that you have been possibly alluding to. I mean, it's a good for a little snooze. I, I, could, I can see myself in one of those with a tow bar on the back. In fact, the other day I looked on a uh, well-known, but because they don't spend money with us, can't be named website, um, and there was a safari. Safari Ooh. wagon. Ooh. The old safari. Not expensive. I think it's about 12000 mm. Yeah, that's not too bad. Citroen uh, DS23 safari wagon. Hard to find. Hard to find. Um, should have shutters on the rear windscreen, on the rear uh, side windows. Yeah, no, a good, uh, good thing. Uh, a friend of mine had one of them as his daily driver for 23 years. So, is that uh, right? Yeah. Um, never had a coat of paint. Was still original. Looked like a piece of uh, dirt. But um, anyway, still drove well. And um, has yeah. the passion of has the passion of Citroens. Uh, perforated down through the family from your father and your four forefathers and three forefathers before them as well. I mean, was there any French involvement? How did it come to be? And of course, we can't mention who your father is no. until perhaps later when all will become revealed. <laughs> or, uh, or your brother. Yeah, no, or my brother or sisters. Or seven, seven other brothers and sisters. Okay. Uh, no, I, our dad just had a... a he was a car dealer, and I uh, won't mention where, might give it away. Uh, he was a car dealer, and um, there happened to be a mark that wasn't being represented in New South Wales, in Sydney, and uh, he had always been a bit of a out-of-left-field kind of... Uh, um, uh, what's the word? What's the word I'm looking for? Um, alternative. Alternative uh, person. Good word, JP. Um, uh, how many points quite, a, quite an individual, so he, uh, he decided to take it on and fell in love with them, and... Now he can't get away from them, and I can't shake the uh, the taint of having them. Have you got one? Uh, my very first car was a Citroen GS twelve twenty um, that I had to build from a shell because my dad was such a tight ass. Um, <laughs> but, but that was as a result of. But that would have been good training. Bathurst uh, Group C races. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, that, that would have had yeah. a trickle on effect of pain. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it would have sucked the, the family funds as well as having as many brothers and sisters and siblings as I did, did have, but or as I do have. But uh, yeah, so I had to build my own car. It was a Citroen. It was a great little thing. It was. Uh, I've still, I still actually know the owner who actually still currently has it. And uh, the last time I owned a Citroen was uh, working in Melbourne in 2011, and uh, sold it on. And it was a very funny story. If you wanted to hear another story, yeah, absolutely. I had this car. I bought it. Uh, I just needed a little run around. It was a nice little two-door Citroen Zara VDR. Well, what do they look like? Are they? Oh, they actually. Well, they're 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 oh, no, it's a Zara. Oh, yeah. Was it a WRC yeah. car? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was X Lobe. It was actually X Lobe. Yes. Yeah, right. right. Okay, yeah, roll right. cage, okay. on. like like ear Lobe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, bought that and. Uh, uh, bought it from a guy who didn't know how to start it and said it had all these problems. And I went and looked at it, and obviously because I knew how to fix them, I thought, oh, well, you know, I'll get it for 500 bucks. It'd be a good car. It's probably worth five or six grand at that stage. It's worth nothing now. And uh, it was like a 2002 model. Um, so I bought it, charged the battery up, took it for a drive, and the problems never came. So I just went, oh, lucky buy. So I drove this car for 
nearly 18 months. Went through one you know, one rego cycle and everything. It never had. I put a set of tyres on it, set of brake pads in it. Never stopped once. Always started. Was perfect. I was. Well, they like, made a million other things, didn't oh, they? They Because yeah. a million of the things. You go to France, they're like a Holden Commodore. Yeah. Um, anyway, I um, and then uh, <laughs> I needed to wheels, move. With, I needed to move it on with rear wheel <laughs> spats. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not that bad. A bit more. Um, yeah, uh, commercialised than that. But um, uh, and then I had to move it on, and there was a. English engineer that came out to work for a uh, V8 supercar team in Brayside um, and uh, he um, he was familiar with Citroens and through a friend he heard that I had this car that I was trying to sell and he came and bought it and he said now listen you know Zara's can be problematic have you ever had any problems with this car I said mate this car is an absolute weapon it's absolutely absolutely bulletproof and you will not um, fault this car I said I can't believe how good it is I've driven it up and down the coast over Christmas you name it you know, you know done burnouts because you, you don't it. celebrate Christmas <laughs> that's right yeah, no that's right and, for, uh, for reasons no for reasons <laughs> unknown uh, and uh, so he bought he bought it he gave me the money the next morning after I sold it he drove it home he rang up and said oh it won't start and then my world came crashing down. So I went so out your there. iPad, iPad app is working. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the remote. <laughs> so I went out there and it, unfortunately, uh, fortunately for him, it was just a flat battery. So I put a, to be nice, I bought a brand new battery. So it's probably the only thing that, you know, you know, I can do for you. So I bought a brand new battery, put it in and he was right as rain. Rings back the next day. Thing won't start. So, okay. So I go and have a drive out there again to have a look at it. I spent probably... Uh, probably eight or nine hundred dollars fixing it and needed a new ECU. That was one problem. Uh, the ECU just fried itself or whatever, so I put a new ECU and it fixed it. Said, all right, mate, away you go. Week later, rings back. Oh, the uh, window. Uh, oh, now it, uh, it's... Were you just doing permanent warranty on this? No. Well, <laughs> that's what I mean. I was like, I felt bad. So I rang him up and I said, look, I'll try and help you out. Anyway, so... This car, anyway, short, long story short, this car for the next... Did you ring the mines to send more money? Yeah. Yeah, okay. This car for the next six months systematically uh, failed every electrical component on the car. So it went from a throttle body to a coil pack to a bloody, you know, inhibitor switch to a indicator stalk it's until this guy I saw him it was just too much power from that new battery obviously and it was just it was was the biggest contrast I had it and it was absolutely bulletproof and I drove it every day this guy probably drove it maximum of 10 kilometres the whole time he owned it and then he ended up going back overseas could not sell it left it with one of the guys from this V8 supercar team and they got three or four hundred dollars for it went to a wrecker and never lived there so uh, you're you're paying the the, his uh, uh, child support. Yeah, I mean, if the I mean, guy ever finds fair. me, if it, it got to the You've stage where life. it got to the stage where this guy, because he had no money, he came out from England and all that kind of thing, was yeah, and the Ben yeah, yeah, that's right. And uh, it got to the stage where he'd ring, I wouldn't answer. If I saw him at the, the <laughs> if I saw him at the race meetings, I'd walk the other way. I'd try and dodge him, just not because I'd done anything wrong, but just because. I looked like a shyster going yeah. oh mate there's nothing wrong with this car and I was being completely honest it never now, never hit now, up uh, mystery guess what was the actual selling price of the vehicle I think 4500 right okay oh. now, that requires lifetime warranty <laughs> no. I mean that's what I mean I thought I was being nice replacing the uh, the uh, ECU for him yeah. so was it a grey import originally because the Zara was never actually sold here was it yeah sold yeah yeah, 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 yeah. 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 we sold Zara's um, yeah yeah, oh, cool and they're an excellent word in, because you get eight points. <laughs> Scrabble, yeah. Yeah. Scrabble. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I remember the Poms used to have all hot up kits for them and all sorts of stuff, yeah. you know, like yeah. your, oh, in yeah. your Fast Fours magazines Sachos, and all that sort of stuff yeah, over yeah. there. It's just signed yeah. off by Seb. Oh, Zara, Zara, yeah. Zara. Seb. Yeah, yeah. Uh, won five World Championships in the World Rally. Yeah. By then, it is. At, mm. that, at that stage, mm. and then went on to nine, they'd be standing, you know, <laughs> FIA boss, being French. Of course. Have to be, eventually. eventually. This wasn't a good yeah. marketing example for uh, the Citroën in Australia, this car. <laughs> Systematically, but if it was 2002, you see, it'd probably just reach its use by date because in Europe it would have already That's been it. scrapped. Yeah, by that scrapped. Age. Yep. yeah, exactly right. But yeah. uh, it was quite an awkward situation. Yeah, mystery guest, let's talk a little bit about your early days. Actually, you've been on, on the show, on, yes, you have, and you've been a, a, a viewer previously, but you haven't had the seat of indulgence. <laughs> and uh, there's, there's some stories to tell, but and, and in fact, is I I might unnamed stories. <laughs> I might just throw in a um, uh, a, a clue, a, 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 a few clues. I'm but we, because oh, I knew your dad, and uh, had the pleasure of hanging out very closely with him in the group C days. Mm, um, that doesn't back. mean Ooh. that uh, I was using Brill cream. <laughs> <laughs> which was renamed as an oil additive hmm. to his... I think uh, it became Neulon. <laughs> Neulof. Um, mate, uh, what are your earliest memories of your dad? Um, that The wing doesn't look right. No, the wing, that is not a genuine... That's two weeks ago. Yeah, that's a, not a genuine wing. Yeah, because... Right, okay. But, uh, yeah, right, doesn't quite look right. looks too sports sedan for me. Now, I'm, what we're doing is we're looking... Doesn't it? Looks too sports sedan. Yeah, it would be. That's very. That would be correct. Because it was the uh, yeah. low. Yeah, yeah. Um, tell us what you uh, when nineteen eighty three was there, eighty three, eighty four, and uh, I was there doing stuff with other people. Eighty two. What were you doing at that stage? What stage in life were you in eighty four? Uh, before nineteen. Uh, before November. Third, 1983, I would probably would have been classified as a fetus. <laughs> Up until uh, I would. That's just so bizarre. I would it imagine until That's probably. Uh, that, yeah, up until March, and then I probably wasn't in conception. In 84? Yeah. We're, we're, no, in 83. 83. But, so then you did come to Bathurst in 84, because I swear I, I saw you. I was in Bathurst in 1984. <laughs> I've been in Bathurst every year of my life besides 1989. Yeah. No, 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 you were in a, a bassinet, and, and that was the year that bassinet. I decided that a bassinet. A bassinet. A bassinet. A bassinet. You see, now that's a word you just don't hear anymore. You have child capsules no, and things, mother you never have bassinets. bassinets. Yeah. Because yeah. back in those days, I remember going, the, the, the previous year I'd worked with... Uh, Phil Alexander in the mm. Tokiko RX7 mm. team, and I just went, got dirty fingers. I went, I'm not doing that. Mm. I'm chefing. Mm. And then suddenly everyone was nice to me, and, and I'm sure I, I distinctly remember your face. Unless you're looking through. Peering the, um, down. Unless you're in a dark room with a light. It wasn't like, it wasn't a Kramer. Unfortunately, I only saw about a month and a half of, well, not even that, I saw only about a month of 1983 in, in, in total. Yeah, but, uh, interesting. Mm. Yeah, so 84, I'm not, I really couldn't tell you what I was doing in 84. I'm sure I was doing a lot of <laughs> crying and 
Pooing. Pooing. Like eating. I think I did a puree one evening for it. This <laughs> <laughs> was a sausage puree. John Hart said So, it's the week before the week before It Baptist. is. The 50th anniversary of Bathurst. It's the 50th anniversary the true, the true of... True 50th. Of, the true 50th. Of, of hurry up and wait. <laughs> because if you're a support category, yeah. there's a possibility that you might get a lap not under safety cars after all the drivers are taken together and told... Them. Now, that... Well, I was actually a part of a category last year that actually had no red flags or no... Um, uh, safety cars in any session throughout the whole weekend. Every session ran green from start to finish. Unbelievable. It appears to be that the the Conica series, sorry, the HPDC series, sorry, that's the Fujitsu <laughs> series, the Dunlop series, <laughs> high-profile dopey. Oh, anyway, the uh, and now the Dunlop series, yes. who have an extraordinary high level of equipment crashing ability <laughs> and throwing brains out the do you think that's because they're all sitting in their new cars thinking well it's uh i've got a new car i've got Fabian Coulthard's car from well they last have year. The, they have i've the, got they have, the, they have last the year. pinnacle of car of the past that's what i mean they absolutely so now they go down to a corner and they go well this car can do it and I know I can do it because I'm the best driver in the world. Exactly. And that's where it stops. <laughs> and I saw it being done last year. Who do you think yeah. would rate? That there still be many, many crashes in that series. <laughs> Look, you, yeah, you because I'll it. put a reference lap in from what the car did last year and I'll go, right. Because you're an unknown, <laughs> un, you're an unknown quantity here and no one knows who you are, you're actually allowed to go, you say what you want. But who do you think would be the highest, who would be the worst offender of I can do it because the car can do it in Dunlop series currently. Not this year, but last year? Oh, well, Or this year? Yeah, this year. Mm. There was some bad behaviour. Who is going to be? Is there was man. bad behaviour in Townsville, was mm. there not? Mm. And there was bad behaviour in Queensland mm. Raceway, where at the same time, there was impeccable behaviour from the main game. Mm. Mm. I, I noticed that. It's only a hard question because I'm trying to work out who is more at fault because there's a lot of drivers who are at fault. But I would probably say... Who is the one that least learns from their errors and continues to be a repeat offender? Paul Morris. I'm not sure how to answer that. There's a couple. There is a couple out there. But I'm not sure. Um, Whilst we know Paul's not your brother. Yeah, well, I'm just going to go and check. On, I'm just going to. I'm just going to go and check on the. Um, a little bit of something crispy coming on. Right. Is it already uh, underway? He says, not knowing. I mean, I know what we're eating. But the, uh, I don't know where he's at with preparation and what's going on and what's in the oven or what's not. But, uh, yeah. Well, so uh, there's probably another clue uh, that we could give the viewers too, which would relate back to um, Zakanovic Towers mm. of Bathurst. Zakanovic mm. Towers, yeah. quite a, fa- a famous place. It is very famous. Definitely place. a lot of BS has been thrown around in that kitchen. Oh, without a doubt. Sometimes <laughs> one-sided, sometimes two. 
Yeah, and lots of meals have been prepared there too. Johnny and I have done quite a few little meals there. I remember a late night venture from uh, Zikanovic Towers back to the circuit to, uh, oh. to fulfil a uh, development series requirement one night may, may not have happened. Yeah, I seem to recall yeah. that too. Yeah. Yes, yes, there's been some... We've just given the viewers another clue. Oh, Zikanovic Towers. Towers. Yes. So. Well, there's been some interesting people who have inhaled food there, including... Danish chaps that are no longer with us. That's right, they're so coming looking for bacon. When it came to be fed. <laughs> but uh, before we reveal, should, that, should it even be revealed, we should talk perhaps a little bit more about your dad's career. How close did your dad come to knocking Alan Moffat off his perch? when it came to racing RX-7 Group C cars at Bathurst? At Bathurst? Um, very or at Surfers Paradise, where he was particularly strong. Uh, he beat uh, the great Alan Moffat at Surfers Paradise. Uh, he, uh, he, uh, Bathurst, he uh, unfortunately always fell behind a little bit. Um, each year was due to a, um, was due to mechanical problems, but... Uh, a Watts linkage breakage. Yeah, a Watts linkage breaking and... Um, some problems in qualifying and uh, some exhaust problems and an engine problem and maybe even a start line crash one year. There also was the issue that... The race the, tape over the... That, uh, that Dallin Moffat had access to the fuel injection systems, which right. was then Cam said, you can't use those unless you make them available to other, other members of the, of, the, of the category, which he did. In I'm a, pretty sure it was actually labelled full injection. <laughs> it was. It was called full injection. That's quite right. It was, um, and he did make it available, but it was difficult because it was sort of available through conniving characters like Nick Webb, <laughs> which uh, only made it apparently the only parcel that ever arrived was to Murray Carter, that didn't really seem to be much of a um, much of a uh, candidate for taking on Alan. I always remember, <clears throat> I don't remember because I was too young at the time, but I'm a bit of a historian, if anyone knows me, but uh, watching all the Group C races from that, that era, those couple of years with uh, Alan Moffat and his Stivers and Sierras, and couple, maybe even a certain race at Wanneroo where he won, and... Uh, he even pitted. Yes. Mm -hmm. And yes. won. And uh, he... Uh, Will Hagen was the commentator, and uh, he's commentating Alan down to the uh, you know the start finish straight where the podium was going to be, the time, and I think his words were, "Oh, here here are the Peter Stuyvesant's crew just uh, checking the tire pressures on the car, uh, and just doing some after race checks." I've never seen so many crews surrounding a car with arms up under wheel arches, bonnet open, hands in the boot, disconnecting things, people walking away with things <laughs> under their jackets. So um, I'll have to. Re we'll have to get that video. Yeah, It'll be pretty, mm. pretty low res. But yes, no. It's, uh, I do it, remember it. It is as plain as day can see uh, what is what, going on. What was going? I, I won't elaborate. What's going with what's you going on? You probably don't need to. But uh, yeah, there was definitely a lot of stuff going on. So for a um, a car dealer from a certain uh, part of the world uh, with a very limited budget, working out of the back of his uh, uh, his car dealership workshop to beat him quite regularly was quite frustrating for a work. He had a dog time. called Rover, didn't he? <laughs> I don't know if that's the truth, actually. I don't think Dad ever had a dog. Or maybe he had a car called Rover. Mm. A car? Yeah. Well, 
uh, called Rover. So, yeah, the um, the people at the time knew how powerful the uh, a certain RX-7 could be, a certain privateer's RX-7. So, yes, um, yes, and it's been noted many times. So, but the uh, the, the full injection had mm. its own problems. That it, 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 it did, would yeah. be clean at the bottom or dirty at the top, or vice versa. Exactly right. Um, you could never get the jetting quite right. But mm. I do distinctly remember the crackle of the thing. And uh, and having uh, just this week, just seen um, on um, on on Speed Cafe that was a little bit of video there of the lap of Dick Johnson's mm. yep, uh, green car. Yep. I was standing in the DJR pit. Mm. I don't know it was called DJR back then. No. Um, and and his wife Jill was sitting on a timing thing, which was equivalent of a a, a tennis umpire stand, yep. and she fell off the thing, mm. um, and it was. It was, it was quite amazing what was going on, but I remember that there was all sorts of stuff going on there, and I could hear the crackle as you went up to Hell Corner of the fuel injection, just <laughs> mad sounds and stuff like that. Uh, were crazy times. You look at that lap up until then; it was like a second up on on what would have eventually been pole, um, and uh, you know, 19 inch wheels on the on the rear. Yeah, pretty ugly looking car. 19 right? by 12 wheels on the on the rear and you know um, uh, 15s on the front and it's just no protection it's, uh, no protection whatsoever aluminium bolt-in roll cage just uh, yeah, 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 so yeah. it's uh, very lucky to get away with that very lucky yeah how that how he walked away from that and managed to throw his helmet at the car and, and get a lift back with Brocky was uh, pretty astounding the uh, the car got replaced and I think the car was made available the replacement chassis which was wet the next morning yeah was it made available, I think, by Andrew Harris? Andrew Harris, yeah, and uh, a guy called Graham Cook. Um, and they uh, painted it up overnight, actually, in the shed that we... Uh, Which was the Channel 7 car previously. No, it was the like Bendigo... Um, oh. Bank car? Bendigo something or other. It was white and wet. Yep, and it was still wet when they were pushing it on. They painted it at, like, four in the morning um, in the shed, and it was just a bit of a dog of a thing, obviously, because I was trying to fit all Johnson's hot rod bits into a car that was probably pretty sheepishly. But that was anyway. brought, brought rise to the TAFE specials. I mean, they were an amazing team. Mm, yeah. I mean, it's like sort of they like think of them as NASA engineers. They saved us in 1995 when we were rolled in practice, and uh, saved a lot of teams. Yeah, pretty. 1987, they saved a few cars, and yeah, it's uh, it was actually quite uh, it's quite. Uh, um, upsetting when they heard that they were losing their funding, they couldn't come anymore. But um, anyway, you live, live on, current times. We'll get to your current exploits, but before we do... She's not here at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> she's back I don't in, think that's the exploits he was talking <laughs> so, about. Okay. The, uh, you have, your, your brother has been uh, more and more... More and more, exactly more right. and more <laughs> driving offshore, um, and uh, that rhymes, John. And competing, I guess, I suppose, in some of the more um, the, the twenty-four hour events, Barcelona, Brickcar, mm. stuff like that. And, and from what I understand, and you obviously would know more than me, is that got a bit of a finger in a pie in this new offshore V eight based. Focus from Pace Innovations. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's got his finger in the pie of, um, you know, the design and the build of the actual overseas. Going to have a steer. But uh, I think he he likes the pie and he wants a slice of it for himself as far as his own exploits. Um, and the car he's been campaigning the last two or three years in the 24-hour races is pretty much a 
an oversized um, road car um, that is just unreliable because it's trying to do something it's looks really a, to do. A, what is it as an Astra yeah hold an Astra at the start of its life sitting in the car park down did it come out of the UAE or something no it came no it was just a road car that I picked up one day um, out the back door at a Holden down in Clayton we towed it up and um, tried to half turn it into a race car on a cheap budget and um, it did the job it was a, for what it is it's quite a unique car it's raced at the 24 hour this year and all that kind of thing but it's 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 not reliable. It's 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 a conglomerate of road car parts and race car parts, and they don't match up. So either you know, usually it's the road car part which breaks. So um, <laughs> it's quite a good bit of engineering that goes into it, but it's not a dedicated race car that you can go and solidly take overseas and get returned for money with it. So uh, I think Ryan, or uh, if that's his name, could be Ryan. <laughs> Ryan, lots of things. Yeah, Ryan, or State. I think uh, yeah, he likes the uh, the uh, the type of car that has been built to go over and doing uh, to drive in the uh, South African series. So um, he's going to um, be a part of that and do his own thing. So uh, what about your own aspirations about driving overseas in endurance events like? the Nordschleife, the mm. VLN Championship and things like that. I mean, you can't be driving around in half a car forever. No, no, I can't be. So it's... Uh, <laughs> my. Um, I'd never had a fascination to do V8 supercars. It was always to do open GT spec, um, Le Mans 24-hour, all that kind of stuff. A very good friend of mine raced in a Ferrari at uh, the 24-hour this year. and um, I still am in disbelief that he actually asked me to come and be a part of the team. And, and you didn't? And uh, No, I, I turned him down for some reason at the time, said I was too busy and uh, I'm not going to go. I was just being a bit ego-driven. Oh, I'm not going to go to a racetrack. The usual, I'm not going to go to a racetrack unless I'm driving. Mm. And for the moment, I turned the coverage on at the Le Mans 24-hour and they went and did a scroll down pit lane. I started quite literally bashing myself up on the couch in disbelief <laughs> that I turned down a free trip idiot. to go and be a part of a... Uh, a GT team at Le Mans 24 hours. So, um, but no, I've always had aspirations. I'm more of an endurance driver, so my current exploits are sort of probably a little bit far from my um, my um, expertise. Um, things like the Bathurst 12 hour and, and, and all that kind of thing suit me more down to what I'm doing at the moment. Well, driving in the current championship series, I call it a championship. It is a championship. Uh, I'm in it, so it has to yep. be some and kind I've of championship. I'm not sure if Cam, so they made a carry on about it years ago, so really? you can't call it. A championship. Mm, yeah, yeah series. series. They call it yeah, the series. series. They always anyway, refer to it as a series. Championship. Yeah. Mm. It's all a very, bit, you know, um, yeah, rough and tumble, and and you know, you've, you've got people that their names appear to represent their talent. Uh, you know, obviously, some of them haven't got the knowledge mm. at, uh, to drive the cars at all. Mm. So, um, it. Um, is this the last season you'll be doing this and maybe moving on to something more uh, more suitable? Um, the current. <laughs> or as long as the money turns up, I'm keeping driving the car. Well, the thing is, I'm in a bit of a I'm in a bit of a spot at the a bit of a tickle at the moment as far as I I want to go and do another category. The category I want to do requires another hundred eighty thousand dollars worth of investment, but you get you don't get the the return on that as far as you can't. What um, would you like to do? Uh, I'd like to be in the Carrera Cup Championship. That's what I'd ideally like to do, because um, then it leads. It's a universal championship. Anyone you, you go overseas, it's a very good. Helmet, I think that's yeah. a, that's a if the, if the budget's there, that's a good yeah. choice. Yeah, you yeah. go overseas and you um, well, firstly, it's a controlled category. So I don't. If you're at the moment going to development series, unless you're in the best car run by the best team, you're always going to get beaten. Um, you'll do well, um, but 
you're always going to get beaten. I like being in categories where I know that the only thing I can I can control um, is how I drive the car, and the cars are within 98% of each other. So um, I want to do the Carrera Cup Championship, but unfortunately, to do that, I'd need an extra 150 to 180 thousand dollars, which I can't promote um, in a category which has as little um, promotion exposure, and exposure yeah. as um, the Carrera Cup Championship. Okay, so, so it, it, it appears to the current category. I think it, look, I think they do a very entertaining hmm. uh, package. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's well subscribed by the by the punters. Yeah, there it appears to be in uh, in touring car masters a bit of fiddling going on. Hmm. Oh. But then again, it depends <laughs> if you know if you if you listen to John Bow, he's always going to. Yeah. He's the some, first guy who's going to bleed about like if he doesn't win. Over. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not. TCM's here. a bit of a uh, is a bit of a boys' club. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They all sure back at the end of the weekend. So then let's look at GT now that Tony Quinn mm. has taken on, and um, I uh, I went over as a guest of, of Tony's with with with, with Mark Fogarty and, and Will Hagen and mm. to. Um, to, um, Who's wanted to meet Will Hagen? The, the uh, Highland Motorsport Park. Yep. And that was up, let me tell you, mm. I'm not sure which I'm most impressed with what Tony's done about it or his sense of humour. Because mm. yeah. he's a funny guy yeah. and uh, definitely a pleasure to hang around with. Um, GT Racing in Australia, how do I see that? How would that affect you? It, it, it again, it seems to be a bit of a there's the good guys that really know how to race properly and do it res mm. responsibly, and then there's dickheads mm. that just, you know, oh, I own a hotel chain, you don't, so mm. bad luck. Yeah. Oh, mm. you won't see you next round. And that annoys GT me. category, which I think it's going to, with its current owners, are going to slowly leach onto and become established with the Vert supercar um, um, market. Uh, which may or may not happen. Um, uh, well, it, to, it is. I think it's important. I think what you're saying there is that the, the that and what Tony had gleaned from the chats we've had, and, and we had further chats when I actually ended up getting a random call up to do Targa. Oh, that's right. Yeah, a few weeks ago, chats, to, yeah, and then Rick being a Tony and and oh, rust sausages. Tony's got it. Snap. <laughs> you know, like on the top of the Dalley car. Rusty mm. famous sausages here. Mm. Um, is that if it has the AB rule, so you have a pro driver and an AM driver, mm. yeah. but you have two AM drives together, you know, they're going to, oh, I'm going to take over the world. They need to, mm. the pro driver needs to manage the, so you've got to come home to win the race mm. on the smallest margin on the last yeah. corner. Yeah. Don't, sh you know, don't shoot it. Don't hit your mate down there just because, you know, you want to tell it to him. The best just, thing Carrera Cup has done um, um, or its previous um, manager has done is to have that uh, pro am race at Eastern Creek this year with Rensport. Um, it, it introduced it was a Porsche event. Yeah, Porsche yeah. event, Rensport um, Porsche Festival. And yep. They, um, and uh, they had pro am race there. Now it's a bit. Some of the the pairings are a bit. How, how are you going as far as who was actually defined an amateur as far as right. their experience as far as maybe a certain. Uh, Thai tycoon um, racing with a certain Bathurst winner, um, but um, but yeah, so uh, and that was and I was set up to drive. I was ready to go in one of those cars, um, but I got to the stage where um, uh, I um, that, that car was actually withdrawn within a couple of days. So uh, 
Um, that was one of the best things because it brought new talent in, showcased you know, new talent as far as new amateur talent. And a lot of those drivers are now going on to racing that series next year because of the one-off race. So um, that was the closest I got to being a career cup. But um, yeah, you still work at things. Give yourself goals. Absolutely. If the and GT Championship has a high level of exposure, then there is there's hope for me. Um, but not being a very wealthy individual, not having my own nest egg of wealth behind me, I can't push along a um, you know a sponsorship deal unless there's um, you know nearly 100% saturation of the the funds. So. Well, to some extent, your nest egg of wealth is only as as uh, as your nest egg is only as full as your relationship with your public relations That's exactly. director that may be able to help you up. But for now, it's time to move on to Tech Time. But let's thank our mystery guest. It's Tech Time! Okay, mystery guest, we can't mention you yet. We can't. But uh, a question, uh, you got an iPhone 5, but you're still stuck on iOS 6. Okay, um, what's your, what's the story? What's going on? Why haven't you upgraded? I was told to wait a few weeks uh, until all the bugs are ironed. Very okay. prudent. Oh, JP, over to you, because you're the iOS specialist. Oh, absolutely, yeah, with, with bells on. Not. Well, you, you, well, you're, well, the, you're the man behind I, I the waited, store. I waited about three, three days. four days, yeah. yeah. Something like that. I was told to wait three weeks. 702 had come out when I did mine, so there you go. So I've, I've seen it. I've been tempted. I've been yeah. on my in, on the internet and thinking Look, iTunes, honestly, thinking I should do it. But my phone is locked up once with a really obscure. Like I had a, once enough. Well, I think it's very responsible, industry you know. that uh, that you've actually you've you've gone. I so I so want a router, but I'm just not going to. Just not yet. I'm just going to make sure she really I'm, is yeah. the one. I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very. <laughs> apologies to any female viewers. Who may be, uh, no, no, no apologies at all. Okay. <laughs> uh, hey, I have another problem. Touch wood. Apart from that one lockup, and that was sort of about a day and a half after I did it. reboot. Since then, a very interesting, a very interesting product uh, came across my uh, my screen yesterday morning. And it was a knife and fork and spoon set that in, actually has Bluetooth connectivity in it that talks to an app on your iPhone that using the accelerometers, an accelerometer built into the device, the, the, the knife and fork, gives you, uh, or, or the child that may be a difficult eater, some feedback about, oh, I'm, I'm doing good because you know, things fill up. So they go, you know, kids like, oh, I want, a, I want more gold, more gold, right, next chapter. Can you believe that? And I thought, that's actually pretty good. And it's that's quite, quite $100 or something, and people go, oh, I'm not paying $100 for that. But exactly. if you've got a child that doesn't eat or is a difficult eater, suddenly here you've got, and they love their iPhone, and their iPad, and, then want, yeah. and they look cool-looking spoons that... They go, why not? Yeah. So there's all sorts of interesting I stuff that's not dependent on iOS 7. I have a, I've just been um, told about a very, very appealing app to me that's in San Francisco at the moment. So at any stage, you download an app and it's called, um, I think it's called um, Nacho, uh, uh, Mobile Nachos. So you go on the app 
you tell it your location within the 10 kilometre radius on the app. Well, the phone would actually know where you were. Yes, yes. You pay for it. And uh, a robot-controlled flying device flies from Nacho HQ. Delivering your Over to wherever you are, and it hovers above your location. (laughs) Then, when you accept it being above you, it lowers itself down, and you pull the nachos off, and it flies back to HQ. That's pretty weird. Uh, well, that's cool. <laughs> but, cool. Uh, Look it up. I don't know the, all the. I don't know all the specs. No, no. The, we're gonna. We'll that's gonna be that uh, drone yeah. air traffic yeah. control coming up. Yeah, there will be. They're gonna yeah. just go, uh, and and when is that a perfect? The segment? drone controllers. Now there, there you go. So for the young viewers who are still in maybe year ten or something like that, you can aspire to be in a drone controller when you grow up. I just. I can't wait for the first fatality, you know, the first major fatality when an air- aircraft comes down because it had a uh, nacho robot flying device sucked into its engine as the uh, planes fly over San like Francisco. A, like a bird strike, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's obviously it's going to have to get regulated, is it? Right? I would imagine. You can't have flying nacho machines flying all over the joint. So it's sort of all flying, you know, you can't have items. Like drones. I, I saw something, there was something on... On, real- on CNN today about um, something that just went and it's like it's landing on someone and it's hitting them. So, mm. is that manslaughter? I'm not sure. Yeah, drone slaughter. I'm sure there's a regulated height that you can fly objects. Well, Sandra well, Bullock would know about yeah. that in Gravity, which appears to be the greatest space movie ever. Come coming to our screen. screen. She yes. can she can fly it into my house at any time she likes. Yeah. <laughs> well, many described the, many the noises people. she made as being double penetrated <laughs> in a porn movie. <laughs> However, perhaps she was just a bit short of breath as she was flying backwards off uh, a space shuttle after its space debris. I have a, that's right. I have another story when we're talking about flying objects. A certain uh, unnamed. XHRT V8 supercar, XH, a V8 supercar driver, maybe competing in another national category, at Darwin has a, um, a very expensive. There's been a lot of them. Yeah, has a very expensive <laughs> a uh, uh, quad helicopter flying machine that you mount GoPros on, and they these have the capabilities of going anywhere up to 1.2 to 1.5 meters high um, via um, remote control, and he may or may not have flown into. Um, airspace that was uh, airspace that was uh, uh, zoned for um, F-11 flyovers during the Darwin V8 supercar event and may or may not have been threatened with a may or may not have $50,000 fine if it ever happened again um, and a V8 supercar a V8 supercar television may or may not have been uh, you know uh, reprimanded but yes yes Yes, it's easy quite to drill down on that. And, and that, that makes me think about how one would keep the nachos warm mm. on, on, <laughs> a, on, a, on an evening tonight. Like, would there be a windshield? Would there be bugs on the bag? <laughs> yeah, well, that's a good point. This is not the myth. This is actually happening. I, I can see it. I, I, I really, it, of course, it, and in San Francisco, um, in the Bay Area, which is a real... Um, a baking point for innovation and, and, and ideas like that. Why wouldn't? Why wouldn't it? Be? I could. Ju- I just love the fact that I can be sitting here right now, 
click a few buttons on my iPhone 5 and have and nachos fly to me. Across oh. the Pacific. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> now, we need to know what the guarantee on that First is. First it was pigeon mail, now we've got flying nachos. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, look, we've, we've tried transgressed well, we've moved from the food, really. to tech <laughs> to food. It's and food. tonight, this evening, mystery guest, you have, what do you perceive, a little snack. But we're having a steak, a ribeye. Is it flown no, in? Less. It's an organic ribeye that I've went and got, and uh, they're going to be lightly pan-seared before they're popped in the oven. Medium rare would be your flavour, with some Hasselback potatoes Got a lot and of a bit of garlic, uh, sugar snaps and asparagus and a little jus on the top. Does that sound like no, Does that sound like you? Yeah. Does that That's sound like you, Jared McLeod? Uh, affirmative, yes. It does yeah. sound like me. There we go. Good night, viewers. And that's who he is. Good night, viewers. Enjoy.